Mother's Prayer. Our Mother, who art underfoot, hallowed by thee names. Thy seasons come, thy will be done, within us as around us. Thank you for our daily bread, our water, our air, and our lives and so much beauty. Lead us not into selfish craving and the destructions that are the hungers of the glutted, but deliver us from the wanton consumption of thy vast but finite bounty. For thine is the only sphere of life we know, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to Down to Watching Theaters. Uh, we're going to explain that to you right now in a second. Dude, Actually, I wanted to do that. Dan's so going to explain it to us because he just said he <laughs> yeah. wanted to open with that. And, and, uh, yeah, no, and so he will. Reason. So Dan's, Dan's right here to my right. We're staring at the screen right now watching some. Darren Aronofsky stuff. The PK and Mike me went to boo that Mike so is bad. literally right next to me, but behind Good. behind monitors, I can't see him. Uh, Dan, take it away. So again, we're doing. You didn't say what movie we were doing. That's oh, I'm fine. sorry. In theaters, we went to see Mother Exclamation Mark. There we go. Darren Aronofsky. Lower, lowercase M. Lowercase oh, yeah, M. Lowercase M. Yeah, important. Exclamation Mark. Darren Aronofsky. So apparently, in a recent like uh, festival screening or an early screening. Mm-hmm. This poem was passed out on like parchment paper right before the screening. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Mother's Prayer uh, by Rebecca Solnit. I don't know. It's from I, I don't know. The beginning so, of it sounded familiar. To be honest, a lot of it's well, familiar. it's because it's it's, it's uh, the Lord's prayer. prayer. Yeah. Oh no yeah, no, I understand that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean literally. Literally. Like, okay. The the first line I feel like I've heard before. Uh, I'm mother, mother who aren't underfoot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so I, I I don't know how much this necessarily so, is influencing yeah. the movie or if it was in afterwards or whatever he found out about. I don't know. So are you but telling me that it's Darren related. Aronofsky, yeah. Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did not think that this movie was obvious enough? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's why I caught my cup guard with that one, I think. <laughs> he didn't, he, he felt like the hammer that he's hitting you over the head with should be larger. Well, I wonder if it's like you're trying to intro your crazy ass movie with a nice little lead in that yeah. makes you like think for a second, you know, Yeah. that it's not going to just be, OK, why am I getting this thing? If it's if I'm getting a thing like this in a poem form, you know, it's got to be something maybe different. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think. I don't know. Let but me- obviously they didn't hand it out like um, they did for every single screening of what was the what's that Tarantino movie they handed out the last one, the hateful, hateful eight. Oh, yeah. They handed out like a roadhouse, like little pamphlet and right, flyer and all this bullshit. On it. Yeah. Now, okay, let me let me intro this episode. I think this episode is in dire need of an intro. Yeah. Uh, intro. What intro? People, what do you mean? Intro? Like a like an introduction of what we're going to okay. be talking about. Uh, I want though, for anybody who's seen the movie, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, uh, this movie is not for everyone. Uh, this episode no, no, no. of the show it is for everyone. This episode, it's not going to be liked by everyone. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think it's for everyone. Uh, no, no, no. Everyone should see this. I just to fuck with some people. <laughs> I, oh, sure. And I think yeah, we're gonna get fun. into that. Uh, but oh my god! If you have seen this movie and you hated it, I just before you shut this episode off in anger, I completely understand why someone would hate this movie. Like that is not yeah. hard. To, that is not yeah. hard to sympathize. I mean, well, especially the typical anyone, moviegoer. Yeah, the also, typical person going to you know a movie in their local like. Big theater, yeah, which is what this was. It wasn't playing in art houses, yeah, which is so, crazy. yeah, so which is which insanity. is part of the joke. It's part of the, I think so, yeah, insanity. Yeah. One, but it's made its thing, budget. So one other yeah, yeah. thing, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to see this movie and you you are into you know the kind of shit Darren Aronofsky makes, 
uh, and you wanna you want an art house experience like this, don't listen yeah. to this episode. Go watch the movie. Actually, right? Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. If you liked uh, the Fountain, yeah, the Fountain's probably movie. the closest he's come to if something he like this. The, hated the Fountain. Well, I'd say aspect, I'd say back. I'd say aspects of this even make Requiem for a Dream seem like like a like a joke. Like a little jaunt of a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. starter. Like a starter pistol sure. before you get the machine Well, I mean, gun. it was like his first major like hit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was Pi, yeah, which is an indie. Right. And then, that yeah, wasn't a then Requiem. Yep. So, yeah, it was his first major yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, this movie See? has this movie has things that you shouldn't learn about it before you watch it if you're into that stuff. If you haven't watched yeah. it, you don't care about spoilers, and you're maybe you're not going to watch it. You're gonna. This is gonna be a fun episode to listen to because this movie right. is batshit banana pants. Oh yeah, no, it's that. That's putting it very, very lightly. But yeah, that's what I was trying to describe. I told my brother to go see this immediately because I knew he would love it, and he did. Yeah. But um, and uh, so yeah, certain people I was like trying to gauge how to like phrase what's going on, you know, in an intense enough way that I'm like, just know this kind of going in, you know, it's gonna be super intense. Well, uh, Dan, you're 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 fairly wise moviegoer. Yeah. I'm curious what your take is on Darren Aronofsky in general. Yeah. So to me, Darren Ar- Aronofsky is like purely. We're going to say his whole name this entire. Yeah. Episode, <laughs> We're calling him DA. Right. Or Arnie. Arnie for sure. Arnie. I, I like, like Arnie. That. Yeah. Okay. So Arnie, I think I've seen every, I'm going to say I've seen every okay. film. He only has a handful. So tell me about him. Tell me half. about him as a director. Yeah. So he's very, very, I can say he's purely of his like artistic vision. Mm-hmm. Right, he's been in the place where he's always. I don't think he's ever made it. Had to make feel like he's going to make a film just to make like a studio movie. Right, it's always from his vision. It's always very intense. It's always like kind he's, of like he's an auteur. Doesn't, he's an auteur for sure. Yeah, because he's mostly. I don't. Again, I don't think he's ever not written a movie. I think he's written everything that he's directed. Right. So yeah, he's very much like I'm going to make whatever I want, and it, like almost like David Lynchian so, way. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. They, there's a lot of parallels, I think, between. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If anything, Aronofsky leans even more towards just like, you know, kind of usual like three act structure mm-hmm. in terms of movies. It's yeah. not as like avant garde in most cases. Um, maybe his opening his first film, Pi, is like that. But then the other ones are definitely like indie movies, but they're not, I don't know, they're not strictly, strictly like I'd say art house movies, right? No, like about he, Black Swan. He, you know, most people can. stuff in there. Yeah. But, but for the most part, it's just like, you know, um, a singular story about, you know, an individual, you know, in most cases, right? Yeah. Um, he's a, I think he's kind of a as, a, as a director or as a writer, whatever, as a storyteller, yeah. he's also kind of an angry guy. Like, yeah, there's a lot of angst for sure. Yeah. And if you've ever seen just the way he looks, maybe not his voice, because actually his voice but is very... About that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because he has like kind of a soft voice. I heard him do his, like a talk he before. Has a, he has like a New York accent too, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's from Brooklyn, I believe. Right. Yeah, so, and so I heard in New York, I like uh, went to a screening of the Wrestler, and he did like a talk. Okay, after it. Mike, did you go to that? I don't know if Mike went to that. No. Now the Wrestler Should've. is probably his most like straight up movie. Like, yeah, straight yeah. up like indie darling kind of like a but a, like a regular story character. Yeah, yeah. And it's Pretty when basic I realized Marissa Tomei is fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I, I forgot she's in the Spider Man Homecoming. For the, yeah, for she's the, still fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she's like she's sixty. Yeah, she's guilty. Really. Yeah, she wow. gilfed out. She her. is insanely beautiful. Yo, no, she's very gorgeous. Yeah, everything and everything she does. I don't think they ever play her like a monster. 52, sorry. 
Okay, yeah, that was a jump. Sixty was a jump. Uh, Darren, it's a, so I mean, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> no, that's what Arnie is hard to sum up. I feel like, um, yeah, it's more like a, you need to experience right. his work. But I think more than anything, that's why, like with Mother, I think it's such a strong conviction for like his own singular vision, like everything that's coming out of it. Cause there is, like you said, anger mm-hmm. and a lot of like passion and like raw energy. And right. it just like oozes out of the, the movie to the point where I could see how most people can't take that because he doesn't give a shit what you think. He's like yeah. going to create his thing. And if you show up and you want to give it a chance and you like it, okay. If but not, I also, you can hate it. And that's still like a good, that's, that's okay too. On top of that though, I yeah. think, I don't think his movies, I think his movies are presented as very complex, and uh-huh. I don't think they are. I think he's kind of like a guy, at least when I hear him talk about how he's making movies and stuff, Yeah, he kind of sounds like a guy who just goes like, yeah, and then, you know, I'm going to do this, and just right. this happens, and, you know, it no, means this, see, but yeah. I agree as well there. I think, but, but, but it's a disjointed. Yeah. There's he, a disjoint the between him. very well. What? I think he tells the, his stories well. In the movie, in terms of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't need simple him. simple stories. They're not. Well, and this is why, like, some some directors, like, I feel like I don't need to hear them talk about it. Yeah. I don't seriously. need anything. You really yeah. probably shouldn't like, listen to Darren uh, talk about his movie. Yeah. Well, and especially this movie, like, from what I heard, like, Jennifer Lawrence and him did, like, a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Press conference after yeah. a screening. Yeah. You heard about that, too, right? They just explain the movie. Yeah. And they just straight up, and it just, like, simplifies it to the point where it's just like, dude, no, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, but at the same time, you want to sell it. Like I heard somebody well, reviewing I mean, it. it was, he probably had to do that. Like the studio was like, all right, yeah, we, you know. Well, they didn't tell. It. We did the joke thing, but now you got to make it so people understand. They are it. really. They, the studio does seem to really be backing him too in this in this weird project. They're really like, yeah, well, they're backing one, him. But I'm sure they were like the ones who were like, yeah, you got to explain this. Yeah, but okay, so but obviously they were on board because the whole thing was made in secret. You guys know mm-hmm. that, right? So like, yeah, no, like all the actors, everybody had to like keep it on the real hush hush. And I didn't even know he was working on something. Until uh, like a month before, they put out like a poster, and and he didn't he the uh, at least as uh, how the story goes, mm-hmm. he didn't see the character of mother until they started filming, like like when she started to perform her character, uh-huh. that was the first time he saw her performing. What do you mean? Like, as opposed to like rehearsal? Her, yeah, rehearsal. Okay, he's, yeah, he didn't know hmm. any rehearsal. Oh, okay. Like no, I didn't know that. So he was even a surprise. Yeah unto himself They're kind of jumping in which is bad that's kind of badass yeah because then he let jennifer lawrence just kind of run with her interpretation oh, of his thing sound like he let everyone just kind of run <laughs> yeah which luckily, no dude no there's luckily no, for nah, the most part yeah, he, he has a talented Michelle, crew there so michelle pfeiffer he kind of just let michelle her pfeiffer, run he let uh he's an amazing actress the other Ed harris run. is also yeah. an amazing actor he admitted that he just let them do their thing and that's probably the smart thing to do because like yeah. i said they're great they're great at what they do and it's funny, um, too, because, yeah, there's like a third, I think it's $33 million budget, Mike, mm-hmm. right? Something like that? Yeah, 35 Which on the surface, you have to think, like, I didn't know that before seeing it. And so it's for, when the first images come up of the movie, it's so obvious to me that this was shot in 16 millimeter. And it was, like, weird because yeah. I, saw, I saw it two times. So the second time, I didn't notice as much the grain. So I think it depended on what theater you saw it in and what kind of what projection system right. or whatever. The first time I saw it, I knew right away. I was like, holy shit, this thing is grainy in a good way, in a, like, a way yeah. that I liked, like an artistic way. So tell way. us about how it's not very common that 16 millimeters used anymore. Well, yeah. No, I mean, film in general is not used anymore. Right. But especially... Yeah, film is almost completely dead. So Aronofsky, I don't think he's used 16 millimeter. I want to say since like Pi, since his very, very first yeah. movie. But it yeah. wasn't his Which decision. Which is super grainy. Well, here's but the it's thing. It was the white, cinematographer's so. decision. Okay, well, that's fine. But and, at the same time, it's like when you take a movie, $33 million budget, there's no reason... 
he needs to shoot on 60 millimeters. So that's obviously oh, yeah, a choice. Course. That's obviously yeah. a choice. Now, yeah, and he had a yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you've seen Pi, right? Or you said you've seen all his. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, I, like six of them. I think at yeah. the beginning of my now I watch film. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, phase. Not just movies. You watch right. films. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been like 19, 18, 19 or so. Right. Uh, yeah, I saw the Pie and Requiem. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I think I... You saw Requiem first probably, though, right? Uh, that was no, every, that I, was actually, all, I saw Pie first. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, did, I huh. saw Requiem. I didn't even... I saw Pie and I was like, wow, that was super cool. How weird. Oh, you know what? Yeah, because it was on video. Mm-hmm. It, oh, we I grew up DVD. in the video stage. Or you had the DVD. Yeah. Okay. But did you see... It, oh, so you didn't see it like right around the time it came out. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Well, I no, maybe two years later. Okay. So, because I think, wait, Mike, can you look up the year for Pi? I think it was like 90, 98. 90, was it 98? Got it right was it that late? Right okay. So, I think I saw it I'm on video. Say 98. <laughs> I take back what I said because I think it was on, obviously, we were on the video, you know, growing up. We were probably VHS. 14, 15 when like, for me, at least me and Raul around that age, whatever, we're going to, yeah. Well, VHS, yeah. Almost DVD. I had, but, yeah, I had VHS as a kid. Yeah. DVD came in my late teens. Right. But this movie, it was funny because Pipe was on the shelves and I think I actually did see it, but it was so weird. And I was not like a film person at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. So I think I just wrote it off. Didn't even realize it was the same dude until years later. I remember I remember seeing Pi and, uh-huh. and following really close to each other. Oh, that's and, funny. And, and that's, what, that's why I was like, I watch like independent thinky <laughs> yeah. movies now. Right. That's what? funny. Yeah. But, no, yeah, but those yeah. are very similar kind of first movies of like a tourish director. Yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, That's and then I saw Requiem for a Dream. Somebody, somebody showed me Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, uh, which is the the at the time I thought of the best as the most beautiful movie. I never want to watch again. Uh huh. And then, which I, you have seen again? I, no. no. And then, really? I never saw it again. Wow. Uh, and then uh, I and then from those two movies, I took my friends to see The Fountain, uh-huh. and they never let me pick a movie again. <laughs> uh, did you like the fountain i or respected enjoy, it I, yeah i enjoyed aspects of it yeah. i liked i liked how what it made me think about it afterwards yeah i do remember during the movie being like very frustrated really That's, yeah well, that, i love that i saw mike that movie that like movie, yeah. five times in okay no, is that I your favorite one mike can, of his one. yeah yeah but you overall you liked them before that like you, you oh yeah no like i i saw requiem like 10 times saw pie like four times and because yeah. i got into film late yeah. So yeah. like, so once you I found him, film you found ba- college. Yep. And so like, my taste in like directors who I think are like influential to me mm-hmm. are like either from the fifties or they're from like very current. You yeah. know. Right. So like, he's one of the very current ones that I'm like, yeah, he is a beast. When I when yeah. I I made my little list of of directors because that's the first person who taught me how to watch movies really mm-hmm. taught me to follow directors and follow yeah. writers instead of following actors. Right. Yeah. And right. the first on my short list of directors that I was going to follow when I just started, mm-hmm. uh, Aronofsky was on that list for sure. Yeah. Was, the short list. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, yeah. Around our time growing up, it was a little after, I guess like the, the like indie boom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of so the early nineties, like, but it was, it was I guess like, uh, Tarantino. Yeah. Well, well Tarantino been around. But then I had, like, also on my list was, like, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes. Yeah, there Nolan. you go. Yeah. See, uh, Nolan's my number one. And then I'm contemporary director. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, uh, the French guy. Wait. What's his name? Gruard? Um, no, no, no. no. Uh, recent. <laughs> oh. Uh, modern French guy. Yeah, Michel Gondry. Michel Gondry was on yeah. there. Those are good ones, yeah. That was my Those early, are big. like, I'm going to follow well, these directors. With. And you know what's funny is... Uh, Should have took Tarantino. When you think... Uh, I, still, I still follow Tarantino. 
Well, no, Mike's right when he brings up that the film stock thing with Mother because, um, Raul, you probably didn't even realize when you're saying you're following directors and writers, but you're also following cinematographers without even knowing. Probably, right. Well, a lot you of know? come from like music videos and stuff, right? Yeah, sure. But then also uh, like, yeah, but then the ones that are, um, that are big time end up working with like the best, biggest directors. Yeah, like Chichiro. Yeah, Chichiro. Yeah. Chichiro's won with three in a row. Three in a row, I think, for him. Three years in a row, three three Academy Awards. Yeah. Fucking crazy, For dude. who? For Gravity? Poirot? No, no for, well, no, for the cinematographer. Oh, the cinematographer. Yeah. His, what's his name again, Mike? Is it a little oh, a short name? I, I always Chicho? call him by his nickname because yeah. that's what Alfonso Sharon told me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike like, had a little connection when like they were doing <laughs> gravity screenings. Mm-hmm. Trying to uh, tweak the technical uh, stuff. Yeah. Chicharicho, right? Chicharicho. 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 Right? Chicharicho. He plays in Lupus. Europe, I think. <laughs> Emmanuel, uh, yeah, Labinsky, right? Yeah, Labinsky. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Guys. So, he's so he did the amazing. Reverend, Birdman, Children of Man, Gravity. He is yeah, by amazing. far wow, yeah. my favorite cinematographer. Those are like I wish he would movies. stop working with uh, Terrence Malick, but you know those look good. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just like, but it, I hate it because like I hate those his movies, but I have to see them because I want to see what he did cinematography. Right. You know what I mean? So like I sit there, it's like, fuck well, maybe movie. maybe Terrence Malick so beautiful draws like the <laughs> like the Tree of Life. I fucking hated that movie, but I've seen it three times because the cinematography is amazing. Okay, yeah, so I don't even know who. Did that. Going back to Aronofsky and Mother a little bit. Uh, this movie we're gonna get into just spoilers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jump I, in. The the fun uh, we were just talking about how people oh. people have yeah. been walking out of this. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let's yes. let's start with our audience. So we were with. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that's let me, important. Let me, mine is well, mine's mine's forward. Mine is pretty quick. Oh, yeah. So mine's uh, right. I just saw it yesterday. Uh, this is what a week and a half like after it came weeks? out already. Yeah, like yeah two it's weeks. like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And two it weekends. didn't. And it's not getting great word of mouth. As a matter of fact, it's probably getting bad word of mouth. Uh, but I feel like that word of mouth is making people want to yeah, see. Yeah, I think that's going to happen even more when it comes out on DVD. Because I have box office mojo open, and it's it's like doing very consistent daily yeah yeah i, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it i think it yeah the curiosity curiosity is getting people to the theater yeah uh my theater probably had 10 or 12 people in the theater when it started yeah uh including myself there were four people left <laughs> wow and by the end At of the, the movie end. yeah uh and you, you saw moment. him walking out right did you notice oh, yeah, yeah, him walking yeah. out oh it made me smile every time yeah <laughs> every time somebody got up to, to yeah. leave i just like big big old grin on my face did uh um, was it early on can what I time was it? Notice? it was, yeah, yeah, it was curious. an early movie. So it was like six. No, no. 6:15. I'm saying when the people walked out in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. So oh. I was about to say that uh, it was consistent throughout the movie. Uh, it was consistent. Yeah, oh, okay. there was like it was like in like, <laughs> like thirty your time minute to go? chunks. Like what was the latest one? There was that the big thing that happens at the end, which we'll save okay. to talk about okay. in a little bit. Yeah. But the big horrible thing that happens at the end was the one where a couple, a guy and a girl, finally they you they can just stream out walking. Yeah. That they're just like fuck. <laughs> Even though you want to be like, hey guys, there's only like ten minutes left. Well, so okay, just like, and, and something <laughs> I give it a chance. I, I, there's something you brought up yesterday in our text chain while we were talking about this. Yeah, uh, and this, I think, this is not to disparage anybody else in the world. This doesn't. This isn't a pro or a con. Yeah, I yeah. think here in Los Angeles, we're a little bit more used to. Uh, ridiculous shit like this on screen, yeah, right? And accept it more, and are you even a little bit more. Um, what's that called? This. Uh, Disassociated. No, no, well, no, like he's trying to say we're a little like uh, desensitized. 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 Yeah. Uh, so for for te- for like seventy percent of the crowd to leave in an yeah. LA theater, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Okay. You but can what imagine city, what Ohio. What like. city in LA were you there? <laughs> I was in downtown. Okay. 
So downtown, see, that's okay. That's true. That's that a explains little less. a lot, though. Uh huh. A little that's bit. Not, like, that's not the artsy crowd. Oh, yeah. If I had gone to the Lost Valleys 3, exactly. maybe only a handful of people would have walked out of a full uh, theater. Well, I could say, okay, so All I saw right, this. So yeah, I saw this twice. I saw it opening weekend, like early screening. So I want to say either people were trying to save money or they were eager to see this. I don't know. But I don't remember anybody leaving. But there was seriously, I think, maybe 10 people on the first early screening, 10 or 15 people. And I didn't see anybody leave i don't think see that surprises i don't think me but i wasn't near the exit because stuff. early early mm-hmm. shows uh-huh. are usually people just killing time yeah right yeah no i know but that's why i say like a movie like this i feel like either you're like you're saving money because you're gonna go to a matinee right so you're like i don't yeah. give a shit i'm saving money i'm just gonna stay whatever. yeah i'll watch whatever or you're so eager to see this dude's movie which for me that's what that was like i went into this knowing like I would be changed most likely because every movie, <laughs> like most of his a movies, I would be changed. Well, I really, no, I just thought about it. I was just like, this is me before seeing this movie, even though I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Holy but this shit, is how, man. this that is, is, that is a fucking way to go into a movie. Yeah. Man. Serious. Go no, big or go home. And I might've been completely wrong. Right. I might've been. Oh, 30, I, 30, I, I disagree. I think you're a hundred percent right. If that's how you're going into a movie, yeah. fucking do it, man. That's, that's wild. No, I'm just leaving that open, that possibility that I'm like, okay, this could be, is it as crazy? Cause I think I had only heard, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think like, so the the reviews were pretty, pretty good, like coming out of like festivals and stuff like that. It was like around 80% for a while, like around tomatoes. Hold on. And then it started dropping as like more like press screenings were going on in the week leading up. And now I think it, and they had it. It's funny because it's the only movie I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes that they gave a fresh rating with the little like confirmed fresh and then took it away (laughs) because it continued to drop and it went away. So it was like at 68, it had it. And now it's, I think it's sitting at like 60 no, it has and, 67. It's fresh. No, you're looking at the wrong thing. I'm looking at wrong. Yeah, I saw no, yesterday. No, I saw yesterday too. It is fresh. Oh, I just looked at it. It's I just have fresh. A, so. 67. That's weird. Like fresh. I literally just. I'm literally in charge of looking things up. Literally, everybody. No, that's fine. <laughs> literally. No, it's not. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. It, like confirmed certified fresh where they gets the thing behind. Yeah, you're right, Mike. So it's it's tomato fresh, but it doesn't have. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> above, I think 70 or 72. Anyway, yes. like that kind of more confirms like okay. based on how many reviews or whatever. Um, where was I going with all that? Oh, so I didn't hear. Yeah, I didn't hear like necessarily what was going on. I heard people walking out a little bit of that kind of early stuff. Yeah. There was starting to be some like well, intense hatred. And I, I was like, this was only building it up even more. I think that at me. the first screening or first or second screening at whatever yeah. film festival they invited. Yeah, Venice. That's the only one I heard. It got about. a standing ovation and, and booze. booze. Yeah, that was Venice. Yeah, and I think half the... <laughs> I've heard of screenings where like half the crowd walked out. Of yeah. Certain, yeah. So, yeah. No, this, this is like the, and great And that doesn't surprise movie. me at all. Yeah, no, it's great. What was your it's second? amazing. Well, what city was it? Oh, sorry. What? what city yeah, where were you? Oh, so the first city was La Puente. Which would explain what La Puente looks like. La Puente is very Hispanic. Well, no, I don't know if it was La Puente. It's a mall over by there, like hidden. What's it called? Hidden something. I don't know. It was like like kind of deeper, like kind of Hispanic uh, in general, I guess. Uh-huh. Like very suburban, though. Okay. Like a suburban area, okay. as far as I know. Yeah. And then um, second screening uh, was Monterey Park, which is like like Asian kind of pop- right. population. But that theater, too, plays like, I don't know, Chinese movies. and like It's an AMC. It's a legit AMC. So then, yeah, this was funny. So then I saw uh, maybe two people in the back. A couple people came in late. Five girls come in. I swear, probably in their early 20s, maybe Hispanic even. I don't know for right. sure. Okay. And then sit like, right, kind of maybe like two hours behind me. And as they come in, I just start laughing to myself. <laughs> I'm just like, 
what are you guys doing? And then a couple comes in late, sits down in the row right in front of me and then leaves 20 minutes in. And they're the only ones I saw leave. Okay. And the girls, I'll give them credit behind me. They didn't start laughing until the craziness, like a little bit later on. Right. Yeah. But there was not like rudeness. Like they were, you know, polite, whatever. Right. Okay. And stuck it out. So yeah, no, I had, I had good theaters for this that were, and I'm, I'm kind of glad because Mike, so you didn't tell yours yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, let's hear. Okay. So Mike's would have pissed me off in the moment or parts of it. Yeah. Because it's like, so it just ruins I saw it, it in yeah. Burbank, which is like Ooh, where all movies are made. It's like a very yeah, but Burbank. it's a very film Hollywood centric a, yeah part of. But town. it's also very family. No, like, not, uh, not yeah. that. Oh, of, what part of Burbank? Because there's a Burbank sixteen. It's rare. Like the downtown. Yeah, like downtown yeah, Burbank. No. Yeah. See, downtown? They might go to the mall one, like the Burbank eight, but the sixteen, you rarely mm. see kids there. Okay. I also uh, saw I it even so. This is not a family movie. I saw it at seven forty at night on a Tuesday. Yep. Um, it was basically sewed out. Like, only really? The, wow. Oh, because the five, the discounted uh, movie tickets, maybe. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. That's a lot. Dude. That's a lot of people. Okay. But it was basically sewed out. Um, That's awesome, though. That's a good, good way. Because I had to sit in, like, the very front row, like, where the handicap seats are. Ooh, that wow. must have been intense. It wasn't <laughs> that bad. Like, it, when I saw it was the only seat available, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm out. And the guy was like, no, no, no it's not that bad in the theater. I was like, yeah, yeah all right. Because I wasn't going to yeah, sit yeah. in the front section because, yeah. like, those are the worst seats no matter what. But right. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just see. I'll see if I can <laughs> handle the screen at this. So it wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. But um, 20 minutes in, you hear, like, whispers in my group where it's like, fuck. How many people did you see it with? In the theater? No, oh, that, no your, or your group. group. You're like, did you go with people? Oh, I went by myself. Oh, okay. oh no. Okay. Yeah. I thought you, because that, I, I think that's a big part of this too, is like, I saw this by myself, Raul. I think you did. I also saw it by myself. Yeah. And it's partly because like, you're just not sure how, you know, who's going to like who this to movie. You don't know who to take for that movie. Well, nobody's yeah. available. Okay. Yeah. I asked my well, grandmother no, no. Plus, to come, but she was busy. <laughs> no, but I think it's a good movie to see on your own. So you're not feeling like you have to, you know, be worried for who you're seeing it with. Yeah. Or like, yeah you could focus be weirded out. You could just watch it for what it is. Okay. Mike, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so like, Throughout my movie, for the most part, is like a bunch of like whispers, uh-huh. and like I remember like halfway through, I get a like, this is fucking insanity, and I was like, oh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> Somebody just outright said that. They didn't yeah. say it out like that loud, but you heard it. Okay. No, they they probably it was a good value. Okay. Okay. Um, my favorite part though is at the end. This is very rare that I've ever seen this, and I've seen some mm-hmm. weird like crowd reactions at uh in Burbank. Like, yeah. what was that one movie we saw where there was a standing ovation at the end? Um, I don't know, dude. Remember, I seen like the, the awesome. It yeah, was a chick flick, and I just remember oh, like it wasn't, it both wasn't. of us were shocked because we went into the wrong theater, and we we're like, "This isn't our movie." And then like the movie no, it was ending, and there was, was a standing ovation. What was that? Movie? No, no, I think you're confusing because it wasn't. It wasn't a standing ovation, but it was just like overly, overly loving and applauding mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Portman rom com. With Ashton Kutcher. That's the one, Mike. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No strings that, attached. No strings yes. attached. Yeah. It was, so it was the weirdest thing I've funny. ever seen. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? It here? was like, yeah, if you were filming a, <laughs> like a movie scene with like a crowd watching a movie and you want to see them having such a good time and loving it and like really hamming it up. This was that audience. Yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. But anyway, okay. I've seen that. This movie, there was booze. Yeah. At the end though or what? Yeah, at the very end. Okay, like, okay. That's fine. Like I said, that's people fine. were whisper confused. That's comments fine. throughout the whole thing okay like there's a lot of that, that like much. i heard a lot of that 
I don't really but, mind that because I like. But at the very are, end, like as soon as the credits yeah. roll, there's booze. Uh, there's one guy he yelled, "What pretentious bullshit was this?" <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. That's, uh, he's then, not uh, wrong. No, I mean, yeah, that's that's an extreme opinion, and I I, mean, I would I would say that with like an exclamation mark instead of a question mark. But okay, pretentious is not doesn't equate bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but in that case. Because that person's asking with a question mark right. followed by an exclamation mark. But yeah, okay. It was hilarious. Okay. Uh, I, now I want to get into that's the funny. movie and I'd like to summarize it, if that's all right. Uh, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. But I just want to see if you're going to, uh, how much of the God stuff you're going to. Yeah, do. we can talk but about ahead. that afterwards. No, no. I'm not going to. You don't yeah, have to. I just want to say Very what, blanket. what happens yeah. on screen. Yeah, yeah. That's what do you see? Talk yep, yep. About. Just in case anybody's listening doesn't hasn't watched this movie. And you should do it in probably two or three sentences, right? Yeah. Well, Let's like, see. I want to see like, this. Okay. So Go. the movie is about uh, a, a young woman who's married to a, a much older guy. They live in this house in this field uh, that she apparently has rebuilt or helped rebuild. His, his, no, no, child, she rebuilt his, it. his childhood home that burned yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, she's very happy with him there and she, want, and she likes their aloneness. But suddenly uh, people start coming to the house. A man followed by his wife. They won't leave. They're very rude. She doesn't like them there, but the man seems to enjoy their company. Uh, the husband continues to ignore his wife. Yeah, the yeah. sons. The sons show up. There are two sons show up. One of them kills the other one. Uh, <laughs> they start to have a, a, a wake for the for the child there. Yeah. So more people start showing up. Uh, the, the man is oblivious to the wife's pleas for them to leave. They wreck her house. She yells at them to leave. They finally leave. And she gets pregnant. Small break. Yeah, I was gonna say small break. Time jump. Uh, Sex. Nine baby. All right, nine Sex months. Baby. Right, nine months pass. And now Three she's months, boom. pregnant, about to pop. Yeah. The pregnancy has inspired the, this man, who I failed to mention was a writer with writer's block. Has inspired poet. the writer, he's not a, writer. a poet. I mean, yeah. poets write. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole thing. And now he's got. Now <laughs> okay. he's now he's been inspired. He's written this book that's incredibly successful. And not even a book, maybe just like a well, parable poems, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Let's I, just say, a, yeah. I believe it's a book. Yeah. 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 They show the book later. He, but it's like a, it looks a, like a, no, 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 a book was a collection. collection. Yeah. It's a yeah. collection. Yeah. yeah the yeah, thing yeah. that he gets super popular with is just one poem. It's not um, a collection of poems. It's just one poem. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I could argue with you about that, but it doesn't need to even. Anyways, yeah. uh, his fans are now, have now engulfed the place. Uh, and when they, and she's trying to get them to leave. Yeah. Just like she was before. This is when we hit a critical point in the movie where up until now, everything has been odd and awkward, but not surreal necessarily. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the part of the movie where reality just checks out. Chaos happens. Uh, well, other than her touching the wall and feeling oh, right. the heartbeat the of, heart the of the house. house. But yeah, go other ahead. Than that. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah. that she kind of gets like not hallucinations, but she gets like dizzy and she, yeah. she pours a yellow powder like, into water and drinks that. That seems to calm her down right. every now and then. Well, we get to this point where now she's just running around the house trying to not get hurt her baby in her belly uh, as she's starting to get contractions. And the, the her house is just becoming every section of her house is another crazy thing happening. Uh, it's literally like anarchy. It's literally yeah, there's chaos in one room that are that are chanting and pray and like as if the right this poet is a is, is a holy man. There's yeah. another section of the house where the literary agent of the guy is executing people. Yeah. And that, that place gets hit by a bomb and the military runs in. Oh, by the way, that's Kristen Wiig. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Wiig's playing killing that people. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. That way. Awesome. That scene was great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't stop uh, Chaos happens. <laughs> she has her baby. The, the, the husband finally uh, hides her in this closed off room that he had. Yeah. Uh, she has her baby, but the, the man wants to present the baby to the people. Yeah. She doesn't want to. 
She's very protective. She's very protective. Yeah, yeah. He stands over her until she falls asleep out of, out of sheer, you know, tiredness, uh-huh. uh, exhaustion. He, that's when he steals the baby. She wakes up. He's presenting the baby to the crowd. The crowd then takes the baby. The baby crowd surfs. Uh, <laughs> and then is murdered. This is the part of the movie where yeah. it's fucked up. You hear, you hear, well, you, you just, hear the you crack hear a crack of a neck. Yeah. Uh, you don't see it necessarily, but yeah, it's, and it's, yeah. it's clearly a baby doll. It's a baby. Bounced yeah, around yeah, among yeah. people. But uh, the sound, she, it's a good sound effect. She so. pushes through the crowd to find out what has happened and finds a very partial carcass of a baby. This is where the last two people in my movie <laughs> screening got up and left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the people are now eating the pieces of the baby that they've been able to tear off. Yeah, passing uh, it around. She's finally lo- Oh, uh, she starts taking, trying to take the pieces away or just going nuts. Yeah, yeah. They, they, like she they, just starts like, oh, she takes a piece of glass and starts oh, right. stabbing jabbing them. them, stabbing them, so like they, killing them. So almost. they attack yeah. her back and yep. in, in a very gruesome scene, beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, and then finally she's had enough. She runs downstairs. I failed to mention also that there's a secret room downstairs she found at some point. Uh, she runs downstairs to the secret room. It contains uh, a vat of oil or like a like yeah. not a vat, but like a tank. Mm. She breaks the tank open. Uh, and despite the pleas of the husband, lights the oil, explodes the house. Uh, everybody except her and the, the man uh, dies. She carries her burned body, uh, asks her for her love. She acquiesces. He reaches into her chest, pulls out a crystal like one we saw earlier. And the whole system starts again with a new woman. Yep. That's I wasn't going to be able to do it. in two 30, lines. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know how detailed you're going to. Yeah, get. I wanted yeah. to tell the story. Just yeah, what yeah, happens yeah. on the screen. Yeah. No, so, that's good. Dan, bringing us into what you thought of that. Yeah, so I, I can. Well, I think we, this is where we should go through and say our overall just kind of opinion. That okay. we'll work backwards from that. Okay. On specifics or whatever. But yeah, no, I love this movie, mm-hmm. and it was a movie that uh, obviously, like, I mean, almost every director, I feel like, if they are doing a movie where it's like a singular vision, that's like my favorite type of film where like everything comes together in terms of the technical aspects but also the writing, you know, and the mm-hmm. kind of uh, the performances, which is obviously a movie. But when those come together to create a, a like singular vision, um, that for me is worth seeing at least twice if I can. Uh, so like certain movies. So like we said, The Hateful Eight earlier. Yeah. I saw that actually, I think maybe three times actually in the theater for sure twice. But there's certain movies that I feel like you need to see again, partly because I'm curious about how they're going to be experienced when you see it again, like as things going to change, did like as much as I thought about it the first time, would I like it more the second time? How does that affect it? And like, even so like in film school, uh, film teachers would tell you like, you haven't seen a movie until you've seen it twice because movies are meant to be seen again. Again, that's why movies are cool too. Because when you see it when you're young, you might not like it when you're old. Like I might see this again in 10 years and hate it Mm -hmm. and that's fine. And like both opinions, any opinions are are welcome and valid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was interesting to me because seeing it a second time, I was just as excited. And as it's progressing, I'm seriously like, this is one of the best films I think I've ever seen. So it even elevated it more because the first time is kind of a shock time of just adjusting to what's going on, realizing it's not a real world situation. It's like very much, yeah, just this kind of like, call it a fable, but that's too nice of a term. Everything is played for uh, being real uh, until a point. Yeah, but if you like, when you watch it back though, you realize because it, dude, it opens. I mean, with that crystal, you know, uh, what's her name's yeah, on fire? The, Jennifer, Lo- Jennifer, uh, well, let's call her J Law for sure. J Law, oh, well, Jennifer Lawrence not, is on fire. That's not her at the beginning. That is her. That's supposed to be her, like with her jacked up face. Uh, like after I she think was beat it's a up. Different actress. 
Well, it doesn't matter really because in the context of the story, this might have happened. Like, well, because the, amount at of the times. end of the movie, it's a yeah. different actress, right? No, no. Well, no, that's a different actress in the bed. But I'm saying you know, you're not supposed to know that's Jennifer Lawrence. I think in the beginning because her face is so fucked up from being it's not beat her, up. It's someone else. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it is Jennifer Lawrence. It's not her. I think it's an entirely different person. Okay, it well is. that's fine. But I'm saying that that that's doesn't really matter in terms of like the story because of the repetition of that I, it's implying. I think it does matter, but we can get to that. Later. Okay. Well, like if we look at how this movie opens, it's the same as the way it ends. Yeah. So we can take that to mean cyclical in nature, right? Right. But to a certain extent. Cyclicalness so, means something, I think, in the movie. No, that's fine. No, I'm just saying. So yeah. So it opens with a burning body. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah. And then a crystal, he puts the crystal on the thing and it like makes the house anew. Right. And that's right. it. Yeah. So we're already starting. I'm saying like, that's the first. So this, that was my take. The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, okay. We're seeing a burned down house and now we're seeing a, uh, uh, a brand new house. So this could easily be like, and you know, Jennifer Lawrence is saying she rebuilt the house. So that's easily like, okay, we're going on that ride. So yeah, in that way, I know, I know what you're saying, but then you start to realize at some point, obviously like more is going on and like nothing exists outside of this house in Mm. terms of like reality, Right. right? Like everybody's coming to the house with no cars. Like there's no. We we never see how like how people are getting there. There's no road to the house. It's right. in the middle of a field. Yeah, the right? road so the road like, thing is the funny thing that I noticed immediately. I was like, yeah. How do they get there? Right, right. And that's yeah. when at some point you realize like when you watch it again. It's not real life. Yeah, and when you watch it again, you realize like Jennifer Lawrence is just this like thing that's living but not really and she's just like, going through the motions well, of this experience. Okay, so now we're talking yeah. about what the movie's about. Yeah. And while uh so it, the main allegory, I think, is uh, Mother stands in for Mother Nature. Uh, Who's Jennifer Lawrence's character? Yeah, uh, they, I'm sorry. And then, yeah. uh, Javier Bardem, the husband's character, is named him. He's, right. he's a stand in for God. And then everyone else is a stand-in <laughs> right. Nobody has names. Nobody has oh, right. like Nobody, actual right. proper names. They, they have just, like, words yeah. to describe it. Right. And so that's why. They, so that's the main allegory. But I think there's also, this is Allegory Palooza. There's also like oh, yeah. five other yeah. allegories going on. That's why I think it matters that it's a different actress because uh-huh. I think one of the allegories is about the life of a person who's with a with a creative, with a writer, with yeah, an actor, sure. and very specifically with Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> and I think you the think different so? actresses, uh, well, because yeah, I yeah, think no, that saying, first like, actress looks like he, his ex girlfriend. Oh, I never even thought of that. And I think yeah. he's talking about the way he burns through these women. I think that's one of the things he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's talking oh, yeah. about like 15 different things. Yeah, there's tons of shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. one of the things he's talking about is about being with somebody who is creative. And that's how what, the creativity and the yeah. need for like like people to laud your work right. uh, comes more important than your love for another person. Right, exactly. Uh, well, he, does, he specifically no, says, yeah. he says like, I want them to like it or he's a big fan. He's And she says, I've always been a fan of your work. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but his ex-wife cheated on him. No, no, I know. It's a bigger story. I'm not talking about very, very specifically his life. Yeah, you can't go by that kind of... Those I things are like... It's a just general lynchpins. idea that he's talking about. Yeah. Not like... This those are very simple things. Like, all that stuff... Because obviously, are, it's not real. That he's, that he's hitting on. Yeah, yeah. Like, all that stuff about the burning down. That's all just the, like, like Raul said, like, keeping in its lane of, like, a regular... I think... Straightforward I think, story I think at first. One of the one of the lessons of this story, of this movie, is yeah. it sucks to date Darren Aronofsky. I think that's one of the lessons. Yeah. Um, no, that could definitely be, but it's a very honest in that way too, oh, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. presenting himself as not a good, no, not a good person in right. terms of like the way we understand. Well, 
people to interact with humans, but also in the way that like what it takes to create art. And also you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also you don't know if in the movie, if the character if, of him is gaslighting her or not. He very well could know. Like, it seems like uh-huh. he's oblivious because uh-huh. he's in, under the adulation of these fans. Right. That that he's not paying any attention to her. Yeah. But he also could be just fucking with her. Like, yeah. And he like, has the. And well, it, it, I, do you think it could also be that he feels like once that creative thing, let's say in this world, he has all these wives and this thing is repeating. Yeah. He's not thinking that that's going to happen every single time, but there's a potential for him to actually make everything work and have everything. Ooh, I think that's where he can be creative. Yeah. I yeah. think it, I will. And this is, this goes to, I think a, a myth that uh, has existed. Uh, like I said, this is an allegory for God and mother nature. There is a, there is a myth theory, whatever that God, this is God. Our reality is God's like seventh or eighth try. Right. Exactly. That's in Genesis. I think is it in oh, the I Bible. That. Yeah. That's what I, okay. that's what I've, I was reading reviews because, yeah, I don't know the Bible like that that much. But a lot of people say, yeah, read Genesis and, and Revelations, mm-hmm. you know, before you see this because there's so yeah, many directings. Don't ever read Revelations. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I've but read that's, Revelations. It's silly. Yeah, that's why I, I don't think it's good to even have to worry about the Bible stuff. And, like, if that's your link to it and that's your way, simple way of, like, explaining it, that's mm-hmm. fine. But that doesn't have to do with your experience of it in terms of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, some people might straight up just be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's You can cool. approach that's this, this movie a- in any way that is, makes it fun for you, basically. Right. And, right. That, and that's something I want to I say right now. I guess I'll give my opinion real quick. Uh, yeah. This is not a great... I don't, I don't hold it in not such high regard as you do. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a little funny, and, I, and it's kind of cruel, but I think it's a little funny that there uh-huh. are people who just want to see this because they're fans of uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and uh-huh. they must have been <laughs> horrified. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I think that's a little funny. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I said in that text. Remember, too, is like, that's what's fun. It's hilarious to me that this is like a technically a big studio release movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Wide people release. Yeah. And you just see Jennifer Lawrence Hart. Never mind. They're ignoring the poster that maybe they didn't even see where she's ripping out her own heart. Right. Yeah. I didn't see that poster until later. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if I saw the, it. I, don't know I saw the, I saw the other I, one. I showed you the poster. Yeah. That looks like um, she's in Eden Rosemary's or something. Rosemary's Baby. No, no, no. Oh, that one. That's another one. Okay. And there are some parallels to Rosemary's Baby. I, right. At least that's what I thought it was going to be going in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like just knowing the trailer. Yeah. I was under the impression that Javier Bardem's in a secret cult and they're right. going to use her as. That's what the trailer looked like. Right. The baby the is going to yeah. be like the, you know, the devil or something. Yeah. The Antichrist. And, right. And that's but what did, I thought was going to But did you, you, so, but you appreciated it being something else? Yeah. Oh, you're saying, yeah, I, I, once I gave in, once I realized that we were in like, like a crazy reality, yeah, yeah, then I could enjoy it a lot better. Yeah, because at the first, the first half of the movie is just like is just average cruelty to Jennifer Lawrence's character. Nothing right. supernatural. Yeah, nothing. Ridiculous. Not even physical cruelty, right? Because right. she's never like it's just it's just specifically hurt psychological yeah. cruelty yeah, to yeah. her and her not reacting to it in any way. Like right. just she kind of has she the says same, some stuff to him. She has the still. Say, she blows up once or twice in the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, she's making kind of the same face throughout the entire movie. And to Javier Bardem's credit, like he's not created technically like a monster. Well, that's why for I'm most of it, too. You don't he's know like if he's gaslighting her or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. He could be or he might not be. Right. 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 And he pulls it off as like he has good excuses for a lot of the stuff, <laughs> you know, and that's why I didn't realize too to like the second time. Like I literally was like going in the second time. Seeing like if there's any point when he actually like agrees with her or listens to her, 
And I don't think there's like one time. Like he listens to her a few times. Yeah. But then everything's refuted. But it's almost to everything's shut her questioned. Up, it's yeah, insane. exactly. The, yeah, the, yeah. What, the time what around the time I started going like, oh, this is nonsense. Yeah. Was when was the he brothers was the or? most unreasonable. No, I. Yeah. I, the brothers I barging in like when they out of nowhere. One yeah. after another, yeah. I was like, oh, something. <laughs> it felt like a play. Very right? strange is happening right here. That's not yeah. that is no longer in like. It's not normal, but it still could be like a setup because I kept right. thinking it was a setup. Right, right. Um, when when the most unreasonable thing happens uh-huh. when Javier Bardem leaves with the with the with the son to yeah. go to the hospital, right? Uh, with the de- with the dying son, uh, leaves with the couple, their dying son, and leaves her alone in this house with a murderer nearby. Right. That's when I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is nonsense. This is not. <laughs> yeah. This isn't even yeah. the fact that the when the." One brother killed the other brother, and then that uh-huh. happened. I that's uh-huh. when I kind of started going, "Oh, this is surreality. This yeah. is not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not real. That's interesting because I think that hits certain people at different times. Mm-hmm. Like I think oh, the yeah. common moviegoer would keep going yeah. even farther. I agree than that, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think most people I probably th- stepped onto the crazy train when the shit started to hit the fan. When like, well, I think for me, even like her touching the wall because she touches the wall when she's painting it. And that's like in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So for me, I already had a sense of like, there was something going on. But that right? could have still, Different. I mean, that, that could have still been supernatural. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Just straight up horror, whatever. Like yeah. she's going to, she has this power she's going to use later to kill bad guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think lesser types of movies in kind of this vein would do is uh-huh. like, you have like, you have to make the bad guys so bad in the obvious way and then have her kill them in that obvious way of like, you know, but then, but, realizing but, she's weak and she needs to like man up and like become tough or whatever, you know, and, I, and it doesn't do that. Like we I, see I, her beat I, down. to a wanted, And I wanted that to happen. You know, I want well, in the context of the movie, though, you understand like why, like because if she's Mother Earth and she's so innocent and kind of pure, you know, mm-hmm. of like all these things, she's going to allow for a lot of shit to happen. Right. Until she right. sends us hurricanes and, and yeah. earthquakes. And then realize like I have to kill these humans to save myself or mm-hmm. whatever. It is. Yeah. So, uh. Uh, up until the, you know, I I knew it was surreality, but I was, or I didn't know. I I mm. assume, or yeah. I, I was starting to get the inkling that it was. Right. But we have the scene of the um the wake, where uh-huh. people keep showing up, and it and it is so realistic, and that they're showing up with like food, and like they're doing toasts, and right. they're all around the table, and right. they're treating her a lot of ways, a lot of times in, in like at like weddings or funerals or things like that, where there's a lot of people. Where they yeah. just kind of treat you like you belong there. Yeah. Where she uh, didn't. Like, even though it was her house, none of these people knew who none, she was. Yeah, yeah. But they all kind of... Michelle Pfeiffer's like giving her stink eye, like, the oh, whole... Yeah. After that one... Michelle Pfeiffer's piece. character of, like, a, like a... Like a... Like a... Undermining, like, monster is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's oh, a yeah. Really fun character. She's the most, I feel like, almost like pure horror kind of person. Right. You know, who's just, like, the bitchy old woman who's just, like... And it so to me, do the interesting. Sorry, Rob, were you done with? You like, know, on that just point? one more thing. Keep going. So then, uh, what? That's when you get to the character, the one guy character who's hitting on her. Uh, yeah, right. And then, and then he calls her a fucking cunt right because yeah. she's not because he keeps saying things like, "I'm just gonna give you my number." She's like, I don't want right. your number, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like I'm. You're gonna like we're gonna hook up. I don't. It doesn't just just take it because right. you're gonna get it. Right. And at the same time, there's those other people she keeps telling to get yeah, off get the off the scene. counter. Yeah. And then and they keep getting back on it. And like then right they start after jumping on it. Yeah. Like that's that's when it drove the oh yeah uh, the drove thing it home. home. And I was like, yeah. Oh, none of these people are real. Yeah. yeah. No no human being would act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a situation. Mm-hmm. So like for me, dude, that was the interesting thing too in terms of 
Aronofsky's crafting of this singular story, basically, because it's basically POV Jennifer yes. Lawrence, the There's entire like thing. three different camera angles. That's like above, above him, behind her shoulder. Right. A close, a close up, up of her face. Yeah. And this camera scene that we're looking at right now, which is an Aronofsky favorite, the camera attached and... Well, there, no, I don't think it actor. was actually... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So, it was there. I saw it. No, no, no. So it's that's the interesting thing is because this movie is completely handheld, right? Like the whole thing is oh, basically no, but, like no, in, that was, inside the house. But that's definitely... Uh, I, I saw that shot. You can't make the camera no, no. move like that unless it's attached no, to the actor. No, but that's why I think it's interesting because, like, so those some of those shots when they're like swirling, like she's walking and serving tea, uh-huh. and this, the camera stays in close up. I know what you're saying because I thought it was that thing too, uh-huh. but I don't think it was because it's shaky enough mm-hmm. and like weird enough and like off kilter enough that because like when you have that attached camera yeah. that's in front facing you, it stays stationary and only the background moves. But in this case, like she's moving, everything's well, moving. I, I, I know for so, a fact they use it. In one scene where she's running down the stairs. That, okay, that no, that's very, possible. Very, very, yeah, I, yeah. I no, like, there could be yeah, a situation where it's like, okay, we can't do a, that. You have a guy maybe like on a skateboard or something <laughs> sliding around. In well, it's just of handheld, him. dude. It's just handheld. Like, I imagine it's probably the, the a, cinematographer like, who's doing the stuff. Down, doing a little duck walk. Well, yeah, because it's from like under her, right? Or kind of? Or no, no, it's like, it's like straight her eyes. On. Yeah, it's pretty straight on. Okay. Yeah, but she's looking and doing stuff and serving stuff. But it's just such a chaotic moment, dude. And it's just like, there's a lot of shots like that that I'm just like, Wow, dude, this is like crazy because it's not typical filmmaking at all with like setup shots and master shots and close-ups and medium shots. Like it's all just like supposed to be POV this woman and for good reason because it's her it's her story. Like we're supposed to observe everything from her point of view, right? right. So everything seems crazy because it is. Like if we if we broke that and like let's say he just did not handheld and different setups, it w- we would not get the vibe of what he was going for. Right with the story. So yeah. So I just thought it was a good choice. Yeah. And then the 16 millimeter adds to that and actually is like more forgiving, I think. Because if you had done this like in a clearer film stock, it like would have been more jarring almost because, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it would have been a cleaner image, Mm -hmm. which you would assume you want a cleaner kind of like tracking motion shot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. That's that's going a little outside of my knowledge of how film works, but it definitely. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I think it makes me, he's making you feel how he wants you to feel when, with the shots that he uses and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying there's a reason for like why the movie looks the way it does. Yeah. And I definitely singular. like Oh, sorry. Can I add to that, role? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So then the other aspect of that too with the singular and the, and the handheld is that to me, like this feels like a play and like a staged production in a lot of ways where actually if you could be in a like virtual reality play, mm-hmm. like where you live in the set, and like in the future, maybe we'll have something like this that'll be, a, you know, like a living in a movie. Yeah. Where like, so something happens, right? And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is looking to the left and then the the second brother rushes in. She doesn't see the second brother rush in. Mm-hmm. We have to go over and then we just get a glimpse of like an image coming through. We don't know who it is. And then we learn who it is as she learns who it is. And this continues to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. It, it, where it seems staged. It seems so staged because it is because it's this because, thing. Yeah, it but is. it's also because it's from her point of view. And we're not going to know because we can't be in two places at once. Right. Like we're observing action in one in one space. Yeah. So not, it adds to the surprise of like that? everything. Huh? Uh, we're not omniscient. In this we're not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In the way like a novel is like omniscient and like the narrator is God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we don't have that. Depending yeah. on how it's written. But yeah, exactly. Written, exactly. Like in the yeah, typical way. Inside of, a, of yeah. her head. basically. Yeah, exactly. So again, yeah, it's just amazing to me. So like some of these shots, like when we see like all the people start breaking in right mm-hmm. from different angles and all yeah. this stuff. It's so chaotic because it's one person taking this in. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. we're not seeing cut to the outside of the house where the guy goes through the window and then cut back and then like the way it's it's like, antithetic no explanation to how that thing just happened. Yeah, and it's funny because it's antithetical to his approach, like in Requiem for a Dream, with like close up cut to the eye with the drugs, taking the drugs, dealing drugs, you know, like quick cuts. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. What does he call it hip hop directing or whatever? Something like that, right? Yeah. That yeah. Maybe, yeah. He called it something like that where it makes yeah. a little beat out of the out of the cutting and right. So yeah, so to me that that was like a, I don't know, one of the most impressive parts is just that singularity of of vision to like make it so like her movie. Mm-hmm. And add to the chaos of everything going on, not just for the sake of the chaos, but in the way we're observing the chaos. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that's when when uh, when we get when we have the jump cut and we cut to uh, jump cut where? Well, I'm when, sorry, jump cut the time jump. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah. we get to like the, the second baby and stuff. invasion, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. That I, I like. I said I didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. Yeah, that whole segment of her running around her house. Yeah, as things continue to escalate. Yeah, was amazing. Oh yeah, I dude. was. I was. Was it? Were you thinking like the the choreography of this? Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. staging is is amazing. It has dude. to be it's so, so amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because especially too, because you're like, you have to have her like. I see. I saw this more the second time too. Mm-hmm. Is like observing specifically as he rolls out elements. As the chaos, so it builds and you, builds you, and builds. Yeah, you see yeah. the you see exactly how the elevation goes, and I think right. to a certain extent he's trying to apply it to the history of man. Sure, like yeah, and our, the impression. Well, that, even if so, if she's Mother Nature, the obvious thing is like our assault on Mother Earth. What well, in the very with, literal sense, and, and right? Of like just well, not chaos, I mean, but it starts and, like in the fact that it starts with religion and yeah. then escalates to like war, like, right? Right, like modern right. war. Right, right, right. You know, no, you're right. Because there is like a subtle moments where she doesn't even know what's going on. She's just like, su- there are subtle moments there, in this movie. Well, in terms of that scene. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it changes the terms of I'm saying subtle in terms of like, we don't know how far this is going to go or how deep okay. it's going yet. But you're right. Because like all of a sudden a cult is forming. Right. right. It seems like a cult. Not yet. So quite a religion. And it's, and it's pretty much Christianity. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very clear. Even to the point where like instead of a cross on the head that they like kind the of ash, like, the Ash Wednesday. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that until the second time. That so, was I, was like, oh, I kind of rolled my eyes at that part. Yeah. I, I, well, dude, it's just. Yeah. It's, I mean, this, it, they and then because I didn't I didn't catch the rib thing. Uh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. I did not. I, didn't, no, I, I, didn't I caught that it. the second. Time. I didn't yeah. think about it. Um, oh, when he's in the bathroom. When right? he's Ed throw, Harris. So Ed Harris early in the movie is throwing up in the bathroom. And Javier Bardem quickly covers up a wound in his in his side. Uh, right, that we see it for a split second. It. Yeah, and then the next day, uh, uh, what's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer, who's playing Eve, shows up, uh-huh. or she's playing woman, right? Right, she's yeah. They're, so their characters are named There's Adam man and, and Eve, woman, kind of Adam and Eve, man and woman. Types, yeah. And then the two sons are called uh, older brother and youngest son. Yeah, they're Cain and Abel. They're Cain and Abel. They're clearly. Yeah, but what were you we saying about the rib that. thing? What was it? What clued oh, you in or you, yeah, But I'm, you read I'm it? talking about the Christianity stuff that were that, that they add there. But there's nothing more to the rib thing other than he covers his back uh, as he's throwing up. It comes right? from like Christian, no, no. But I'm Christian saying physically religion. in the movie, well, what do we from see? One of the story. Because in just, Genesis, there's two creation stories. But okay. I'm saying, okay, in the terms of the movie, though, what do we see that implies that we see like the bloody part of the back of his rib cage? Right, right. As he's throwing and up, then and then that the next day, woman arrives. Yeah, and then the heart and the was that the toilet? Was that the? I didn't get the toilet. The yeah, because that heart. was her bathroom, and they, he wasn't in. I don't think he was throwing up in her bathroom. No, he was throwing up in it was the, the guest, guest room. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So that part, yeah, that's kind of a whatever. Uh, yeah. I didn't get. There's a few things I didn't follow really. Oh, exactly. what do you think of the yellow? I yeah, got. A, I got a theory them. on this. Okay, let's hear it. So, on the what? I got. Well, the I yellow got, substance. The drinking. elixir. Yeah, I have and almost it looks like ancient, right? It looked like not ancient, but okay. like super old timey. Here we go. So, do you remember when she starts painting? Yes. She feels the pulse of the wall, mm-hmm. right? And then she realizes what she has to do. She and she doesn't like the first paint. Very specific with the color that she wants. Yeah, yeah. So she has a certain paint. She doesn't like it. She feels the wall. She feels better in, in a sense, or she has like a clarity at least. Mm-hmm. She goes. She gets the same color p- yeah. powder as the color she puts yeah. in the paint. That then she paints the house. Right. So or is going to paint the house or whatever. So I took that to mean that she was actually almost taking the thing that's making the house better. Do you know what uh, I'm saying? And using that, and using that to make herself feel better. Yeah, because right. it's not really explained. And like things I've read, like nobody can really like just like straight up be like, oh, yeah, that's this thing. It was like I read one thing. Did you read this, Raul? Uh-huh. Like a possible influence could be from this other like it's a short story or something that's mm-hmm. written doesn't sound familiar. called the Yellow Wallpaper. Oh, yeah. I heard somebody uh, bring it up, but I didn't yeah. look into it at all. It's about a hysterical woman whose physician husband confines her to a room in their home, driving her slowly insane. Via infertil- in infantilization. Uh, wow. In addition, the yellow potion Miller quite literally paints the walls yellow. So yeah, so I think there might be something to that because when she puts it in the drink, it looks almost like a powder, and then when it hits the water, it has like a similar effect, like almost like a magical effect, like the love thing does mm-hmm. with the rock, with the um, the, crystal, the crystal. You know, it's kind yeah. of a similar thing. So yeah, that, that's my only real thought on that. It's not a big deal, I think, okay. in the movie. I think it's just in the movie we're just. Taking it as like she needs something to like help with something that's going yeah. on in her psyche that's kind of throwing her off or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's There's just a little device. It's yeah. I, and yeah. I haven't heard. I Even though Aronofsky has explained a lot of the movie like too much. Right. Right. Uh, that I guess his answer to what was the yellow powder uh-huh. was you should ask uh, Jennifer that. Oh, okay. And that, that's as far as we've heard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, okay. And then I think the only other thing, you know, sometimes things are in a movie or in a work because it's set up for a thing that's going to happen later. And the only thing she does later is she's like, she's cured of whatever because well, she she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And she throws it away. Right. So, and then that feeling comes back though. Right. I think while the chaos is going on, but it's also just contractions. Or, right. You know, she's just yeah. she's getting contractions. Yeah. That's what I, I didn't, so. I got that. It was that, that stuff was gone when she got pregnant. Yeah. I think we just take it like that. The, so, uh, another fine. thing, what was the thing that the guy said? To her, uh, the killer, the killer son, when he comes back to get his wallet, oh, he comes in. He says, "says Wow, they left you alone." Right, and, and then, then he, he says one more thing. She, he says she has a weapon. Oh, and, she, well, and he. Says, I don't know if it's because oh, of that. No, yeah, yeah go he, ahead. Says, he says something like, "Oh, you know, you know what the score is, or you know how it is, or you know what's gonna happen." Yeah, like, like, like the fact that she has the weapon in her hand means right. that she knows that she has to take care of herself. I guess maybe. Yeah, I didn't. It was that was another kind of surreal or. Yeah, surreal kind of thing. Whatever he said, it was like a weird thing to say. Yeah. It wasn't a typical thing you would just say. It was like implying something's coming. Or you like you're saying, you need to be prepared or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, again, I don't think that's a, a I don't yeah, think it plays I in. Okay, here's a good one for you. Yeah. That again I only noticed second time through. Mikey Boy probably picked up on this maybe because he's good at this stuff. So the the handle, so the door handle. The one that he breaks off. Yeah. So he breaks off the handle, it goes crashing to the floor. Jennifer kindly picks it up like something I got to fix later. Puts it on the, sets yeah. it all like, yeah, like on the piano little thing or whatever. That's the murder weapon, right? That kills the brother, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that the first time too. I didn't notice the second time it's used that we see it again. The guy who's like the leader of the cult, who's like putting ash on people and like organizing. Uh, 
he fucking hits her in the head with it. Yeah. And that's the first brutal hit. Yeah. Because there's a close up of it in his hand. Yeah. So you have to kind of, it's hard to see the first time, I think. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's kind of a hard thing. Yeah. Because it just looks like it could be anything. But the second time I clearly saw it, I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool, man. Yeah. So he brought that back around. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Yeah. It's like a a, a through line. I don't know if that's like a biblical or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. It could be man using weapon or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. First time there's bloodshed and then it released, you know, that's ultimately the thing. He did he also has the 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 killer son has that mark on his forehead that is uh reminiscent of the mark of Cain. Oh, is there is, a mark uh, on his head? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's well, yeah, he's got like a like a like uh, a gash in his head. Oh, before after all the when fighting. he comes when he comes back. No, when he comes Oh, he comes back. back. Oh, okay. Cuz okay, that's okay. A, the, the mark of Cain is God marked uh, right. Cain. Uh-huh. To forever shame him for killing his son. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that's, okay. yeah, he has, he has that too. Yeah, it was like a random, like, little blood right on his forehead. Okay. And, of course, the big, uh, the big uh, um, yep. simile, of course, is eating, the eating of the child. Yeah, the Jesus. The Jesus allegory. Yeah, bre- bread and wine. And oh, you whatever. Guys, lots of allegories. Yeah, again, like, lots that's like, yeah, allegories. that's such a simple, yeah. But it's like in the metaphor of the story. That's why I think, too, it's like people aren't giving this a chance. Because to me, the baby thing is not that big of a thing, like in the context of like what the movie is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but that's, there is a that way. is definitely the most talked about part of it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's just like people, like the guy, there's some reviewer that called this the worst movie of the century. <laughs> He's like, I'd like to call it the worst movie of the year, but that's too kind. So I'll call it the worst movie of the century. I'm just like, oh, you know. wow. And I don't know if that, if he brings, I'm assuming he brings up the baby. The baby is probably like the icing on the cake. If you already hated this movie and you get to that point, then yeah, you're probably, that's not going to help you like the movie more, you know? Yeah. Because fundamentally, yeah, just stylistically, the way this movie presents itself and progresses, it's like, I don't see yet most people like, oh, so I wanted to read like the, um, the quick little like uh, Rotten Tomatoes summary, summation thing. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty kind for it being, I guess it's 67, so it's, it's fresh. But like I said, it's kind of middling. So there, the critic consensus is, I think it's perfect because it says there's nothing, there's no denying that mother is the thought provoking product of a singular ambitious artistic vision, though it may be too unwieldy for mainstream tastes. Okay. And I think that's like perfect yeah, because it, yeah, because it says, okay, this guy's an artist, but if you, you know, aren't really ready for this, then yeah, you're, you're, it's going to be tough. And I, I so. can see a lot of people not, not being ready for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of, a lot of people I know that I would recommend this movie to. Yeah, no. No. Whereas um, Mike says yeah. it should be mandatory viewing for everyone in the history of time. Yes. <laughs> I um, mean, re- it, like, that would be fun, too. <laughs> I would like to see the universe's Wait, reaction to it. Mike, did you say what your, uh, what your actual like, opinion is of it? Because you said like what the audience thought. I'm indifferent. And we know you like... Okay, we know you like Aronofsky, so that's why... When you first texted us that like, oh, my, my audience was amazing. They said they hated this movie. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. I said my audience was fun. <laughs> you said they were fun. Okay. So, yeah. But again, like in the context of a movie like this, I don't want to hear people like having fun in the being shitty kind of way. But at the end, that's fine. I, that's like a thing. That's I mean, but, but during a movie. When I saw the film the first time, I would say it was a sold out show. And maybe 15 people made it all the way through. Uh-huh. In the theater I was in in San Diego. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so, interesting. And, yeah, and they were probably saying shit as they were leaving or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, like that. I mean, in a way that, yeah, that's like, um, I mean, can that make you like a movie more? Do you, you know what I'm yes saying, Mike? No. Did you think that that like, do you think you liked it more because of that? 
because you're like, oh shit, I li-. yeah, because well, they, you found yourself liking a movie that people walked out of. So after the movie, you're like, did I yeah, really like? Is this movie that good? Story wise, am I missing something? I or didn't like, think the fountain was or, that great. Do you think? That right, it's like, I think all the aspects of the fountain are amazing. Yeah, like the visual, like even the background like, story of the fountain is amazing. I feel like uh-huh. I, I, I've I've heard that he was unhappy with how that ended up. Like he needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big. Like, yeah, the budget was cut. Yeah, yeah. Short. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, because he tried to get Brad Pitt, and it was supposed to be like a hundred and fifty million dollar mm-hmm. big budget. And then movie. another movie came around, right? Yeah, and then Brad Pitt j- dropped out, and the budget they cut to. I think. I think the budget was still like sixty to seventy million on that. No. What? No. The final budget was thirty. Yeah, and he sure? had to make oh, major wow. so revisions did, to yeah. the story. Yeah, right? and um, yeah, Kate Blanchett so. still got twenty million for not even being in the movie. Right, because it wasn't the found was it Requiem the Requiem for a Dream the movie right before. Yeah, that. So yeah, he was yeah, coming yeah. off of like a lot of like good buzz and like somebody wanting to give a young, up and coming dude a chance. So yeah, I remember hearing that all, all that stuff as it was going. But yeah, I still like I I don't know I respect that movie more than I think I really would want to like watch it. Yeah, because I, I think you get it. I think I kind of just I think, get it. I think I, I enjoyed I enjoyed reading about what the movie was supposed to be about and how yeah. it was supposed to be. I enjoyed yeah. that more than I enjoyed actually yeah. watching the movie. Right, yeah, because the story idea is amazing. Like, three time periods. Yeah. Like, the, th- the whole love story and the, through time yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's interesting. He's do, at least doing something interesting, and I'm glad at least, like, he did that one. Because so he was supposed to do, remember, um, uh, Wolverine in oh, Japan? Yeah. What a weird, Dude, that how would, that would have oh, been. God, it could have been the, the greatest, I think, comic Just, book movie. Or I mean, most pretentious. Well, yeah, that's given. What is, I think what that's is the given. most pretentious uh, I think that's movie given. right now? I think we could say that Watchmen? for him. Is Watchmen the most pretentious? Yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, right? Watchmen. I still enjoy the Watchmen, most too. I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. The slow-mo, um, the okay. slow-mo beginning is the best part of Watchmen. Okay, back to... Um, okay, what do you guys think of this? I want to present something to you guys and see if you guys thought about this, noticed it. I'm sure you might have noticed it, but what does it mean? Or does it not have to make... I don't think it has to mean anything necessarily, but... So there's a, there's a, in terms of sound design, there's like a sound that happens only in the study or like the office. And it's from the very beginning we hear it. Like when he, when he sets the crystal and the house becomes a new, you know, cause that's in the office. Uh-huh. So we hear this little like ting, ting. It's this little like tinkling sound, but it's only in that room. Mm, no, and I it, didn't it, notice it. Okay. Cause it, yeah, it comes every time we're in that room early on, like you see her watching him try to write, you know, and be creative. And you hear a little ting. There's no music, obviously. There's no music in the. Is there any music in the? I guess later, right? Maybe. I think there's some atmospheric. There's like yeah, sounds. yeah, sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then even at the end, we hear the tinkling, like when she's about to have the kid, and then she has the kid, and then when the there's like a di- change in the tone as uh, Javier Bardem steals the kid and she runs for the door. We hear like a last little ting, you know, and then it's over, you know. Oh, really? so it's like yeah, so. I just thought that was cool, man. And again, yeah, it, it, cool. and it's only coming out of like the right speaker most of the time, Dude, the right front speaker. Okay. And that stuff. I so did notice. I, I the know sound the theaters moving. are very set up to be able yeah. to uh, to like make surround sound, sound move from whatever right. part of the room. Pan. Yeah. But I've never noticed it so much as I did in this movie. <laughs> yeah, didn't it? it was kind of cool, obvious. right? Yeah, I yeah. Liked like, it. I, I thought it was cool. Like when, and again, that goes to the singular vision of like the POV of like because we're hearing the sound that like Jennifer Lawrence is hearing as she's hearing it. So if they move from one room to the other. She's perceiving the sound differently. Mm. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think it, I noticed it yeah, with Ed Harris. I think the first time we see him and he's going to go get his luggage, you know, yeah. and they move from one room. The speakers in the sound yeah, travels like all the way around you. Yeah. There, and not to mention there's a ton of uh, footsteps. Footsteps is a major. 
yeah. uh, sound you hear, and you're constantly hearing it move around the theater. Yeah, depending on where it is, it's, especially it's when the cool. chaos is going on, dude. So it's fucking beautiful. Use right? like, yeah. So, oh, this is the other thing too, related to actually to, to feet. Mm-hmm. You said footsteps, but I'm gonna relate something to feet. You ready for this? Okay, it's a very simple one too, but it's again, shoes. she's barefoot through the whole. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice that for sure the sec- until the second time. Like, I was pretty sure. So I looked out for it yeah. the second time. And yeah, barefoot the entire movie. And again, it's, yeah, it's this obvious domestic goddess kind of. Because there's a lot of stuff, too. That's what I think I remember hearing first, too, was there's a lot of, like, like the feminist's uh, idea of, like, um, you know, man and woman and how, like, the feminist is kind of. Or no, I mean, the, how this is a feminist, oh, can be yeah. perceived as a fe- very feminist Parts of the movie film in the way, yeah point out the yeah. fact that women are treated very badly right just in general and right. i think that from a psychological point of view yeah. uh this is a movie that that can maybe okay one of the people i heard reviewing this movie yeah I forget where i think slash film okay uh specifically said after this movie i went home and apologized to my wife uh and right. it, was, it was like <laughs> yeah that, yeah it takes a point oh. of view of, of, of women mm-hmm. uh from the woman's point of view where mm-hmm. she's very dismissed like throughout the yeah. movie, her yeah, opinions. I felt are like I, I felt that more throughout the movie. Yeah, because like the then religious the stuff, turns. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew all that shit. They and, were, and I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that's why this is the first Aronofsky movie that I just kind of. It's not like I didn't like it, and I didn't hate it. It was just like you, I said. I'm you don't like you don't like yeah. women's stories being told. <laughs> well, no, I'm a then PK. So babies. once you bring religion in, I'm just kind of like, Ugh, this is well, like. You're a, but again, you're a like penalty kid. Yeah, no, preacher's kid. Oh, gotcha. So I'm used uh, to like anything you do kid. having that a Bible. That is not anything I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> I know. You've I've never heard, heard PK. I've never, heard that never ever. Mike's ever. the first one I've heard. I, that's ever. like if you just Google PK, I'll probably say PK. That's like penalty kick. Penalty kick. I don't yeah. Know what PK is. Yeah, we're gonna go for. We're gonna go to PKs. Oh yeah, we're gonna go kill those fucking. Penalty, go, uh, look, the PKs are doing preacher PKs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but go ahead. Anyway, like so, like that was like a big. I don't know. But like don't everything you, like- you do, like you get a B plus on something. There's a fucking scripture for it. You break a window. There's a scripture for it. Yeah, so exactly. I know the so Bible why- like, back of my hand. So when I was watching this, I'd be like, oh, that's like relating to that part of the Bible. Yeah, it's religion for dummies. I was like, oh, but you don't okay. have to think of it that way, Mike. Yeah. Like, even though you know he's. Well, no, he's, you have to think that way because he's, he's literally kind of throwing shoving, it in your face. He's like, face, fucking though. eat this Bible verse right it's now. Hard to not okay, well, I can so say. Then, like, honestly, for me, I didn't think of it that the way. The deeper meaning okay. I kept getting was like women struggle. Yeah, and yeah, I was right. like, sure. and that's what made me like more interested when I kept forcing myself to yeah, ignore yeah, the religion exactly. that's and thing. look at the sexistness. You're right. Uh-huh. That helped. That storyline helped me like move through it. it right? Yeah. Because like the religion yeah. shit, I was just like, ah, uh, if he keeps fucking throwing religion down my throat, I might just have to. Fucking well, that's for dip. so that might be why for me, like I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like that was like so heavy handed. Because again, like we're coming from that point of view at the beginning with a like domestic situation going. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like in a house. So it's like, and if the house is the world, that's fine. But in the context of this story, it's like, we can just keep the, keep the ideas simpler in a way, almost yeah. in a lot of ways. Like we're saying, like creativity and the feminism stuff, the God stuff, that's fine. If that's like another thing too going on, that that's like cool. And I think thing, that, though. I think that plays on it way more at the end, you know, too. Okay. Well, where it's I like think way once more. You, once you know, also, once you get the, the joke, you know? Like, yeah. Once yeah. You I guess the trick, that's why it seems more obvious at the end, I think. Yeah, because you're aware. Right, right. But yeah, the feminist thing I think is big because she even says like things like, uh, "I just want to make this place a paradise," you know. So that's like you know, in terms of like the simplistic approach of a woman's job is to like 
make house and home, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I think we've come a long way since a lot of those ideas, you know, but mm -hmm. in terms of, yeah, pigeonholing ladies or over time or whatever, you know, yeah. that's definitely a thing. Yeah. So like I said, allegory Palooza. Yeah. There's, oh yeah. There's so many yeah. over like under like stories, you know? Yeah. And again, in a lesser movie, I think those things would all not feel great to me. Um, and we're not, we again, haven't, yeah, we haven't even really, I mean, the, 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 the thing that he straight up said is this is a movie about like uh, global warming or whatever. Right. I heard yeah, that. Too. I feel like that was a cop out. Answer. Well, no, because uh, well, Jennifer think, Lawrence yeah. in terms of the mother nature thing that yeah, can, yeah, I think yeah. it completely makes sense. That completely can work as a thing. But then when you say like, oh, it's also a God story. Well, yeah, she's it's like, also okay, the well, that can work too. Yeah. So like all these things I think can can kind of work, you know, in their own, well, he in their own way. Well, he certainly put them like, in there. He certainly yeah. went like... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess, I guess in the end, we're saying this movie's full of shit. I mean, like, not no, full dude, of shit. No, that's what I'm saying. So Full of shit. Maybe I'm not making... Stuff. Of, okay. So, for me, things. all that stuff, like, I don't... It, 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 and that's fine. We, don't, we, we all have to have our opinion. That's cool. Mm -hmm. For me, the visual side of things and, like, how that goes down is, is enough to, like, pull some of those you know, obvious like allegorical things right. out and put this in a different realm. But I don't think as, everybody, yeah, not everybody, no, they're not everybody can do that. No, not everybody's a, a cinema. cinema exactly. Exactly. So and that's fine. Fuck film what? Huh? Why? Cause it's, why can't we all live? Did you not see mother Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Mother's going to kill Jesus. you with her, with yeah. her hurricane. Yeah. And that's, I, I heard people talk about it cause he didn't get clarified too, like why he used an exclamation mark. Really? He's just like, and it's well, it's obviously but, it's under he doesn't yeah. he didn't say it, but he does keep saying that there's no, a reason say, for it. Well, like, no, he he says he, all he's yeah okay. So when you see the credits at the end, right? There's only only the H in him is right. the only capital letter. Yeah. Everything else is lowercase. Okay, we get it. God because in the Bible, is God is the G in God is always capitalized right. when it's referring to like a him in terms of like uh, singular God approach, right? Because there's other ways you use God where it's like because if it's not the God, no, it's low. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was one thing he said is like, oh, so yeah, mother works cause it's really her story. So we keep her lowercase in the name, but then, you know, the movie just kind of is an exclamation mark, right? Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the explanation. And I think it's fun. I, that's fine. I don't mind it. It doesn't, I don't mind yeah, it. It's a fun. very it's, pretentious it's thing. That is an overly, overly pretentious the, thing, the, but it's fun. I think generally the movie's pretentious. He's pretentious. It doesn't mean that he makes bad movies. Exactly. Or exactly. that the movies shouldn't be. Most of tours are, are pretend like that goes with the territory. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, did you guys stay? Oh, is it meant to fucking text you guys to stay for the end credits? Did any of you stay? No, I didn't stay. Mike, did you stay a little bit? Uh, for what? For like any part of like the end credits no. a little bit, dude, it's fucking badass. So like the ink, you know, like the ink we see, we only see it like at the beginning when he writes mother right. and we see the way he writes is that same way, right? right. Like on paper, on the right. parchment paper. Yeah. Um, uh, Javier Bardem's character. Mm -hmm. Like when he writes, he writes in this old English. I, kind I, of I, at the beginning of the movie, I was thinking this seems really, really like this is not helpful for a writer. You should get a, you should get a typewriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the way he writes, it kind of makes sense. And if you go to like the Bible kind of biblical stuff right. of like yeah. t uh, tablets, you know, and whatever he's writing. on. Okay. Fine. So at the end though, like over the credits, dude, it's like, uh, you see blotches just come in and out randomly, like writing and stuff with the, with the like uh, ink and I don't know, it just looks cool. Okay. Yeah, it's just really, it's just something interesting that I've never. And you can kind of read certain things, but it's not clear. 
really? Because I thought maybe it was going to say some stuff, you know, or we're going to see like what he wrote yeah. in that thing that everybody loved, that singular piece, if that's indeed what it was. Maybe we were going to see some of that and maybe that's what it is, but we're not really seeing what it is. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I could. It's I, something to look out for. Like I have been it. interested in that in another movie. Oh, yeah. We who talked did? about this already. Um, uh, it was uh, Fear and Loathing. Oh, did they do something like that? Well, yeah. You know the logo for Fear and Loathing, right? Uh, it's like a, the birds, like or the bats. No, no, no. The bats? Well, I think they might be in there, but it, the letters of Fear oh. and Loathing are like scratched, like inked on. Oh, you know, like it's the artist, splattered. right? Yeah. It's the artist. There's that, uh, a, there's a oh, YouTube Stedman. video. What's his name? It was on the, it was on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I think it's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Where he explains how he's doing it while he's doing it. It's fascinating. Mike, look up his name. That guy's amazing. His artwork is art. It's like Stedman. It's like Craig Stedman. It's not. I think I'm a little off. I'm a little off, but it's Stadler Stedman. The artist who does um, uh, Hunter Hunter Thompson. Yeah, all the drawings of Hunter Thompson that go on the covers of his books and stuff. Yeah, dude. No, he's badass. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. That is a similar. It's a similar kind of like just drawing with ink blocks. I, that made me understand a little bit why like calligraphy is interesting. Right. And, and yeah. Even just like Ralph uh, Stedman. Ralph, Ralph Stedman. Stedman. There we go. And even like design, like, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, design of, uh, what is that? Alphabetical, the typefaces. Like, design. oh, yeah. Wait, no. Like, like, uh, uh fonts? Fonts. fonts. Yeah. Fonts. Yeah, fonts. Why fonts are yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, let's see. Random. Oh, so this is, you want another here, like film theor- sure. theorist thing. I was just thinking about this. This is a completely my thing, but I'm wondering if people are going to think this later who are like super kind of film people. So there's a, this, this is kind of an end of the world movie, right? You could, you could say that, right? Like yeah. in a way, like in the way it ends or whatever. Yeah. And this is one approach to it. It's a very bombastic, like over the top approach. There's a Hungarian filmmaker, though, who's one of my favorite directors named Bella Tarr, mm-hmm. and he did this movie. It's his last movie he did, and he always makes, like, pretty bleak stuff, pretty, like, not really, like, necessarily end of days, but it's always usually black and white in the later part of his career. He made a seven-hour movie, like, one yeah. of his greatest movies. It's, yeah. like, super long, but, like, amazing, like, in what it's trying to do and the way it films stuff, whatever. <laughs> and so his last movie is, like, an end of days kind of movie. But it's quiet, dude. There's no talking, like, at all. It's literally, like, a man and a, maybe his wife or it could be his daughter, probably his daughter, man and daughter, in this house. But it's, like, a singular, different type of end-of-the-world movie, completely different than this movie. And I love them both. And both of them are, like, way up there on my list of, like, mm. uh, kind of movies now. So like they bookend each other. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it would be the craziest double feature to do. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So that's just something I thought about. And that's true. All right. Film buddy of mine's gonna appreciate that little comment. Sure, I'll be checking this podcast out. So, um, what else? Okay, uh, the the brothers uh-huh. in the movie. Did you know this Their actual brother? Did you know that before you saw it though? No. Okay, I, yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought it was cool. They have the same name. Oh, I didn't even. Okay, I just Gleason's read that later. The Gleason, the Gleason. Yeah, the one, the Domnall, right? Domnall, Domnall Gleason. We know, mm-hmm. right? He's the known one, the yeah. one who kills his brother. Right. Uh, the other one. Have you seen him in anything? I don't really, think or? so. Okay. No. I think he might be an actor, right? But yeah, we but just haven't just seen him a lot of stuff. Big, yeah, I wonder yeah. how their parents felt about that. Uh, I mean, they probably was, loved it, dude. His dad's a freaking artist. There's a I, I, there's a lot of feelings that went through this movie. I think uh, the, I believe uh, Jennifer Lawrence's brother had to leave the theater during the scene where they were beating her. Oh yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think that was that. yeah, dude. That was pretty brutal. Did you have this feeling, dude, during that that climactic scene? Maybe feel like unlike any feeling I've ever had in a movie before. 
mm-hmm. where I literally was like, felt like it's a weird juxtaposition to be observing like pure, utter, uh, unadulterated like chaos in a movie. And then you realize like you're just sitting in a theater, like quiet. No, you know no, what I'm saying? No, I, I had this I, feeling I, like, yeah, what you're saying, but I didn't like, I could easily flip the script and become that thing on the screen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you probably don't. Know I, it's like so engrossed in the movie. Yeah, you're like, like so engrossed and so like, what is going on? Yeah, like you. you don't even understand what the hell is going on mm-hmm. right now. So much that you're like, how can you be sitting here quiet when that's going on? <laughs> like, not as if it's like okay, real, okay. but it's just like, in a, in a way, like if you're, I guess, entranced in a movie in that way, you can almost justify what's going on. You can't, in a way. can't do nothing. Yeah, sit there and do nothing. Or you just realize, yeah, how do you exist in this world? You become crazy, like the craziest. Right. So anyway, yeah, no, I could yeah, this movie hit me intense. hard. It's an intense movie, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, now, as far as if you should go watch it, I would say that's your call. You better like, you better like fucking pretentious nonsense. Uh, yeah, or you just like, yeah, like I think and, it's enough for people to find, hate it. Just go see it. In it if you want. That's because there is there are meanings there, and if you if yeah. you if you go into it like Dan did. Ready to right. be changed? Maybe you will be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know it was going to. Like, obviously, yeah, I don't go into most movies like that. Yeah, but, like, with, with Aronofsky, it's like we only get an Aronofsky movie every... Dude, I think it's been how many years since... Oh, Noah was, like, 2014, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I don't remember that movie but, yeah, yeah, I think I, I saw that movie. So we've been, saw we've been yeah. watching, uh, like, uh, clips from his movies in front of us since we don't have... Obviously, we can't watch Mother in front of us. Like, we normally watch the movie we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it was really hard to... Uh, pay attention when uh, when uh, Natalie Portman was dancing. <laughs> uh, um, but, the old black swan. But then, yeah. uh, uh, so Noah has been playing for the last few minutes. Yeah, I was unaware that they were giant rock monsters in Noah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah dude, that movie is weird. It's yeah. A, yeah, that movie has like <laughs> that movie That's is a, weird. It was directed by Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two things that are like uh, you might yeah, yeah rep, those were You never seen it, role? You never seen it? Obviously. No, no, I, I. I or you didn't even know about it. Maybe. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen Noah, and surprisingly enough, I haven't seen what else? the wrestler. You saw the Black Swan. You yeah, saw Black I saw, Swan. I've seen Black Swan. You haven't seen the wrestler. Wow. Uh, I know that's a lot. That of could be a TBT. Favorite Darren Aronofsky. Uh, that would be a fun TBT maybe to do. Oh well, you know Mike time. has his rules. It's old. No, it's old. What? Yeah, it's not yeah, ten years. I don't think what? So. Yeah. Wait. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. it's coming up. And it's if close. anybody didn't know, Mike has the rule that throwback movies have to be ten years or, or older. Oh, next year. Uh, next year, it will be 10 years Next old. year. Yeah. yeah. We'll We're coming up year. in a Good. few months. Good. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> no, that movie feels pretty old, actually. Uh, Mike, curiosity. How long are we running right now? Way too long. Yeah, I figured. No, no. I feel probably wrap this one up. This felt good. This was cathartic for myself. I know. I you felt definitely like, uh, felt like you were you were holding the reins in this one because yeah, I had to get it out. The most 